0: Thank mm-hmm. you. First episode of Stoked. So here with me today, I have Queen Clippy, otherwise known as
1: Chloe Condon. It's me. It's it's the first one. We gotta like. I'm setting the
0: stage for everyone else, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what you're saying. So, yeah. tell me, what is your hot sauce vehicle of choice today?
1: I have some uh, chicharrones here. I usually eat low-carb and keto, although during this time of quarantine, I've been eating all the carbs. Um, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go. I've got this little spoon here that I that I have from a mini cocktail kit, and then I have my little you know chicharrones here that I'll snack on. That
0: sounds absolutely incredible. And can we just call it carbon instead of quarantine? Is that what's happening?
1: Yes, absolutely. I my vice has been granola through all of this. Like I'm a spicy girl. I put hot sauce on everything except my granola. Um, but my my go-to carb has been granola. I have not gotten to the bread making stage of quarantine yet, which I guess I'm never reaching that because everybody reached that long ago. Maybe <laughs> you
0: started out like on a higher level already, and that's actually like a lower level of like isolation.
1: To be fair, I did do a blog post about sourdough bread on how to make an Azure function to determine when your sourdough baby is ready, but that was more of a collaboration, and I do not have my own sourdough baby bread child, so I'm living vicariously through everyone on the internet right now. (laughs) Did you have a Tamagotchi? Absolutely. Um, I may even still have a Tamagotchi. I definitely have a Furby. But I um, had several Tamagotchis and Nano Pets growing up.
0: Those were the best. I like. I loved Tamagotchis because they were like such a cheap toy to like, but they were like super trendy. So, like I didn't get a lot of the. Like I didn't have a Furby. <laughs> I didn't have real Barbies, <laughs> but I did, I did have a Tamagotchi, so that was really fun. Um. So, question related to your interests: What is yeah. your favorite hot sauce?
1: Oh, man. Okay. So I'm obsessed with this very, I don't know if it's obscure, because I can only find it in some grocery stores, like some Safeways. Um, and it's a sauce called Tiger Sauce. No relation to Tiger King at all. That's <laughs> the one with the, green, with the green label and it has a tiger on it. I think it's technically called Try Me Tiger Sauce. And they have an Instagram account now. So now they're like very hip but I had it for the first time in Tucson, Arizona. My uncle like marinated chicken with it. And then my mom like bought it for us when we got back home to Sacramento. And I literally dip every single thing into it, like asparagus, meat, anything.
0: So funny story, um, try me tiger sauce. I also have – it's also one of my – it's like probably top five for me. And the first time I had it was in Sedona, Arizona. And uh, I would say that that was probably the first hot sauce I had that made me look for like obscure – Well. I don't know if anything's obscure anymore, but more obscure than what you find in, like, a normal, like, you know, that everyone can find in their grocery store, that you find in, like, every, like, Mexican restaurant or, you know, wherever they have, like, different types of hot sauce. That was, like, my first, like, what is this? This is so interesting.
1: It's, like, a very sweet burn. And I think technically people use it to marinate things, but I will just, like, do shots of it. Like, I love how much it tastes. Like, I'll use, like, I use it a lot to, like, dip things in. Like, I'll make some, like, turkey meat and then, like, dip it into the tiger sauce. But I will straight up just, like, drink the remaining sauce afterwards because it's I think it's my lifeblood I'm just obsessed with it I thought you had like the gallon of it I think yes I ordered the when we lived in San Francisco I was going through so many bottles of tiger sauce on a consistent basis please sponsor me tiger sauce I'm just kidding I'm not kidding please sponsor That's me exactly. <laughs> And I was buying like these six packs of the bottles and the bottles are maybe like, I don't know, a regular hot sauce size, like smaller than a sriracha, but like, you know, about the size of like a medium sized Tabasco thing. And I was just going through them every month and I bought this jug, like a gallon, like a restaurant size (laughs) and got through all of it in probably like four or five months. It was very impressive. My boyfriend would laugh at me because I was like,
0: to even just like pour it was just, it was like pouring a milk jug. (laughs) I love that. I'm going to have to, I think I definitely need to be buying some bigger bottles because there's some that I go through so fast that I'm like, this feels like a waste of money. Yes. <laughs> like I just paid like eight bucks for this and it's gone in four days. Justify it by saying you're
1: saving the planet. That's what I kept telling my boyfriend is like, this is less glass and plastic in the world. I'm using this larger, reusable container. <laughs>
0: <gasps> all right well uh that's awesome i'm glad we have tiger sauce in common but let's take our our first uh try so Ooh-hoo. the first one should be labeled with a one um okay. is cutino sauce company and it is their habanero hot sauce
1: Ooh, so exciting a yellow one
0: yeah i tried to mix up the colors you know like try to make it look a little fun also it made it easier to keep track of which ones i had already put in the box <laughs>
1: <laughs> In the box, the packaging because you know podcasts famously are a visual medium. The packaging is very cute, y'all. Take a look at at my Twitter. super adorable. Ooh, this has got a little kick to it. Okay, okay. Habanero. I have been using a habanero olive oil that tastes okay. kind of similar to this. This is good. Where's that from? It is from ooh. I have to look at the bottle someplace in uh, Carmel that we went to and I got a jalapeno and a habanero uh, olive oil that have just been like really, really good on salads. And I probably put way more on there than I should.
0: (laughs) Me, when anything is involved spicy, I'm like, oh, just pour it on there.
1: Habanero is strong.
0: Mm. The thing. So this is a carrot based one. Okay. Um, it's got um mustard and lemon juice in it. And I feel like it gives this this really nice, like, it's like a, it's almost like a sweetness, but like not like, like a lemon, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, I know you love lemons. I do love lemons. And I, I, okay. Fun fact about me. I'm a mustard queen, but only like, as in the last, two or three years. Um, my boyfriend makes fun of me a lot because I i don't know if I was a very picky eater as a child or I just like haven't expanded my taste buds very much, but I discovered cream cheese like six years ago. Like I had cream cheese for the first time. And then yeah. I had, I know I was like, I had on a bagel and I was like, this is good. Have you guys tried this? And everyone was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I was just eating plain butter bagels my whole life. And with mustard, it's been life-changing because I finally had, like, good spicy mustard. And my boyfriend made fun of me because at, there was a period of time where we had six different mustards in the fridge. And he was like, you have a problem. And I was like, I can clear it whenever I want.
0: Oh, my gosh. You know, um, I'm in Narcotics Anonymous, um, work in the 12 Steps. And sometimes I wonder if, like, my hot sauce addiction is an actual addiction because... Yes. But also, maybe it's just the ADHD that makes me unable to do anything in moderation. I'm not sure.
1: I feel like I, as a kid, was just so weird with, like, sauces and flavors. Like, I don't know about you, but I would – I was obsessed with, like, Flintstones vitamins and probably, like, overdosed on children's vitamins on accident because they taste like candy to me. Um, But I would also just, like, eat or I I guess I'd say drink – like Worcestershire sauce like oh, I just exciting. thought it was good <laughs> or like even just like the little like um half and a half milk things like at McDonald's like I was just really into drinking small little sippable sauces and stuff so I feel like I must have like like prepped my palate with all this Worcestershire
0: <laughs> and
1: now I'm just this hot sauce girl
0: you know what else I drank was like a one and somebody paid well yes. to like drink a whole bottle, bu- like like not a, b- a big bottle but you know they had like the small like hot sauce size bottles and I drank all of one of those and it made my entire throat numb and so maybe that's what prepared me for this journey of hot sauce
1: okay no shame because I think I legitimately have like had a sip of a one within the last year like yeah. my weird little thing like i i love anything that just destroys my mouth like sour skittles is another one where i will eat them yeah. to a point where my mouth is destroyed permanent damage yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh but
1: yeah, yeah mustard's a I, whole I, new was, world for me yeah. so yummy
0: well mustard has always been my favorite condiment other than hot sauce um i don't think i've tried as many mustards as i probably should have at this point, given I like mustard so much. But, um, like, yeah, I've always really, really liked mustard, even just like <coughs> plain yellow mustard. And one of these sauces we're gonna try is very, very mustardy, and I think you will really like
1: it. Ooh, maybe I need to start a sister podcast that's like mustard. Invite <laughs> oh me on your
0: mustard podcast.
1: I need to think of a good name. Like you must have heard. No, that's terrible. No, it's not even
0: terrible. It's we'll workshop it. <laughs> All right, let's. See. It's time for number two. Ooh, a very different color. Oh. Very, very different. Um, this is a, a fruit-based sauce. Actually, um, it's got Ooh. blueberries and blackberry juice in it. This is the uh, Shaquanda's Ooh, Mommy Hot Sauce.
1: I love the name. Mm-hmm. And- I love blueberry.
0: Uh, this also has molasses, caramelized onions, and it's also a habanero uh, pepper sauce. Ooh. Totally different, totally different base, so it's like a totally different way to use the habanero.
1: I taste the, the onions. That's interesting.
0: It's also got black garlic.
1: Ooh.
0: And it's got like every kind of vinegar. So it's got like balsamic, red wine, white vinegar.
1: I also I just love that. vinegars. Like I'm a vinegar girl too. <laughs> Any like very strong, like I guess it's like that citrusy, like I want to say astringency, but that's like not the right word. Anything that sort of has this like acidity to it. I'm like, yes, put this in my mouth.
0: Yeah, destroy my mouth. That's pretty much <laughs> like how we know. We're like, please just put this in my mouth and destroy my mouth. One of the... um One of the things I really like about this hot sauce is that like, it's really good on like red meat and like ordinarily I'm the kind of girl who makes like a, I don't know, like a, a dill sour cream and like um, horseradish sauce. But lately Mm -hmm. I've been mixing it up and dipping my red meat and other things. Um, And this is a sauce that I've been reaching for a lot because it has Mm, just such like depth of flavor that I feel like is so good for red meat. So like other people are like, Oh, like I drink like, you know, this kind of red wine with my meat. And I'm like, I have this kind of <laughs> with my meat.
1: That's so true. I feel like I do that with um like pho as well, or just mm. like soups. I'll have like my different I curate, like, oh, this'll go well. This will pair well.
0: <laughs> mm. mm. I love pho. I had a, a friend in high school who uh, – her mom was, like, from Vietnam. And so that's where I, like, learned about pho. And, um, yeah, I love that it's, like, super popular now because even in the Midwest, like, I can, like, drive somewhere and get it. And-
1: I'm a big fan of all the pho puns and, like, the very creative restaurant names that have popped up in the last, like, five years. Like, phenomenal And, like, I have – I think I have a shirt that says, like, pho real dough. And, uh, there's one that's really, really good in, I want to say it's in Redwood city called Fadong. And it was like the first time I had really authentic, like good fa. But I think that I just completely scorched my fa with hot sauce. So like all fa kind of tastes the same to me. Cause I'm just like, make it burn my mouth.
0: <laughs>
1: and then I will be happy.
0: Just burn yeah. my mouth. That's all I'm asking. But you know, um, the broth for pho is so easy to make, so I make it at home, too, and and then just having, like, onions and, you know, jalapenos and some basil and, or uh, cilantro, either one, um, and then just have, like, uh, those carb-free noodles, that like, the miracle noodles, I'll, like, have those. Yeah. Um, and then I just won't even put any meat in it. I'll just like drench Ooh. it in like hot sauce and and just call it good. I guess that's it's basically <laughs> ramen. <laughs> Broth
1: is like so interesting to me because I recently, I think for either Christmas or a birthday or anniversary, I got my boyfriend a ramen making class through Airbnb experiences. And we went to this place in San Francisco and I had no idea that like some broths have been like brothing for years and years and years like it'll be like this broth has been like stewing for like 25 years or like 50 years and I it blew my mind because I was like wait a second isn't that not
0: sanitary and then I was like oh right you're
1: boiling the broth but I just thought broth was broth (laughs) I didn't know the history of broth at all
0: you have just opened my eyes to a whole new world a place I've yeah I'll
1: send you to this Airbnb experience. We made our own nudes. We made our own broth, or I guess we used their broth. We got to like choose all the stuff we put in it. Blew my mind. I was like, broth has such a rich, rich, deep history.
0: Literally a re a really rich <laughs> history. <laughs> <laughs> the puns they make themselves. All right. Yeah. Time for number three. Uh, Ooh. The foreshadowing of mustard is here. So, this one is Pirate's Lantern, their original sauce. And this is a mustard horseradish based sauce.
1: Oh, I love horseradish. And it's also yes. got
0: rum and onions. So, they don't say um what kind of peppers are in here. So, I think it's like a blend. But whatever, once they picked, they chose wisely. That's all I'll say. Ooh. Ooh, I has got that nice little kick. So instead of actually using mustard anymore, I guess, I just use this.
1: I yeah, I, I mean, that makes
0: butter. sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Mm, like I had a, like a brat, put this on there and some onions. Uh, I like raw, raw onions because I'm a weirdo. Um, and some raw jalapenos and some pickles. Oh my God. It's just mm, so good.
1: This one, you can really taste the, um, did you say there's like onion in this? It's like a little.
0: Yeah. And rum.
1: And it looks like mustard. Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh, I just got a really spicy taste of it. (laughs) Got a little pepper. It's
0: a little thick.
1: So what's like the spiciest thing you've ever had?
0: The spiciest thing I've ever had is Mad Dog uh, Plutonium Number 9. And it's, like, oh, I think it's, like, eight mil, 8 million Scoville heat units. Wow. Yeah, it made me want to die, honestly. It was, like, <laughs> too much. And I have, like, Da Bomb and, like uh, – the last stab from hot ones like in my pantry and a few other mm-hmm. like, really extremely like they're Dave's insanity, uh his just they're just so overwhelming <laughs> that like I will say though that the last the hot ones last stab <laughs> actually has a lot of flavor to it. So it's like it's really extremely hot, but it does feel like easier to consume and enjoy that heat than just something like de Bomb, which like you put it in your mouth and like, oh, I can't taste anything anymore. <laughs> I've only had
1: like two, oh my God, I'm dying moments of hot sauce. Well, I guess one was technically maybe a cocktail, but... They had this spicy festival at this little food park area called, oh my God, it's been so long since I've been there. I can't even think of it. But it's this little San Francisco food truck area. Um, And they had like spicy day there and they had all the spicy food. And my boyfriend's like, we have to go because you're spicy clean. And nothing was really blowing my mind until we went to this ice cream stand and they had some sort of drizzle that they put on the ice cream that destroyed me. Like I was like, I'm broken. I can't eat this like this is too hot and then I ate a chili pepper in a cocktail like a year and a half ago that like made me weep (laughs) like it was just too too hot at Belota in San Francisco so like for whatever reason all of my very like very very hot hot sauce moments happen in Soma in San Francisco something about the hot sauce over
0: there you know what's funny it's like I keep having this idea of like. Because like you, I put hot sauce on literally everything, but I haven't had it on ice cream.
1: Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that
0: like fried ice cream mm-hmm. with yes. a kind of hot sauce drizzle would just be phenomenal. And now I think I know for sure, for sure that that would be incredible.
1: So do you also like flaming hot Cheetos? I would assume.
0: Yes. Yes. That would be. And I and I I when I start eating them, it's like that's all I want to eat yes like it's all I can think about it's like what can I do with these flaming hot cheetos
1: I like people will know that I'm stressed if I grab a bag of flaming hot cheetos and I will eat the entire bag regardless of it's a, if it's a family size or a small one <laughs> but there is a mac and cheese place here in Oakland that does like a spicy jalapeno popper mac and cheese and you there's an option where you can get Flamin' Hot Cheetos sprinkled on top of it and it is to die for.
0: Okay so we're definitely going there together <laughs> and we're eating that. I, I definitely like you know being a mom um, have eaten a lot of mac and cheese over the past decade um, and I started putting different hot sauces in, but my go-to was always like Tapatio. I would say like Tapatio is like my ketchup. So it's it's Tapatio is my tiger sauce okay. in terms of like, um, how you, how you roll, but yeah. Um, so I've always really liked spicy mac and cheese and just imagining this, we're going there. It's going to be amazing. And I literally can't actually wait. It's one
1: of my favorite places. Like when we moved to Oakland, I was like, we are going to live close to homeroom. So we are going to have a good life (laughs) because
0: I will order this mac and cheese all the time. Oh, I can't wait to try that. So did you move to Oakland like for work? Um, We moved to Oakland. So when I
1: met my boyfriend, I lived in Rockridge, which is kind of like Berkeley, Oakland, literally right on the border. Um, And we always joke that we had a long distance relationship because he lived in the Mission in San Francisco and I lived all the way on the other side of the bay. Um, But yeah, I've always loved Oakland. I just feel from like I've been in San Francisco for so long. I moved to San Francisco in 2007 to go to San Francisco State to get my theater degree over there. And I lived in the sunset for like a majority of my San Francisco life. I spent a lot of time like working in the Fidei and Soma and all these fun places. And um, ironically enough, oh my gosh, I forgot that this is actually a really fun story. Um, I was doing Xanadu the Musical with, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, Sugar Kane was my beautiful, handsome male co-star in that show. Now she is a famous drag queen that's been on RuPaul's Drag Race. But I actually took over. Sugar Kane was about to move to New York. This is before she was even Sugar Kane. She was just Jesus uh, doing Xanadu with me, and he was moving to New York. Um, and he said, "You should come look at my apartment because I just broken up with my." College boyfriend and I was like Rockridge, like I've never heard of Rockridge before, and he was like, you should come check it out. And I looked at the apartment, I fell in love. I was paying $800 for rent, which, if you know Bay Area prices for a studio apartment, is a steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was my little, um, my little home under. I live. I had these wonderful um, landlords that lived above me who got upset that I didn't sing as much in the apartment as I said I would they're like you need to sing more because they had seen me and Xanadu and they were big fans of Jesus's um so yeah I, I I we ended up moving to Oakland I think because we just enjoyed coming out here so much the lake is so beautiful like being close to the water is really nice and honestly San Francisco had just sort of wait on us. We've been there for so so long. Um, but we're we're loving living over here now. Just lots of cultural diversity too, I think. Just a lot of really cool, like interesting events going on and, and well, not nowadays, of course. lots of lots cool. of really cool graffiti and art though.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really enjoyed your 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 uh, pictures that you post of everything. And it's really nice because out here um, I live in the suburbs of St. Louis and maybe in St. Louis there's probably some artwork, but there's nothing down here. So it's really nice to get to like experience like that stuff. So timer went off time for number four. Number four. This one is spice of life Ooh. and it is their holy smoked pepper sauce. And I believe this is their second to hottest.
1: Ooh. So- Real question, have the Spice Girls come out with a spice up your life hot sauce yet? Cuz missed opportunity for merch.
0: <laughs> they have no idea how that us that is. <laughs> Ooh, this one's kind of like smoky. Yeah, and I really like that cuz I I'm not a huge fan of chipotle. Um not not the restaurant, I mean like you know peppers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and I feel like – I mean, I'll have it, and it's, like, fine, but I like that this is kind of, like, a more subdued smokiness.
1: Yeah. I feel it's like a little bit Chipotle, of- the flavor, usually, have, like, when I have it at a restaurant or something, if it's an option, it feels a little bit more – I don't know, like, fruity is not the right word, but this is, like, very, like – it's got a nice little burn to it.
0: Yeah. I don't know what the ingredients of this one are because I have – it's, like, a mini – I bought, like, a a flight, as it were, a hot sauce flight, as it were, little, like, 50 milliliter bottles, so I'm not sure what's in it.
1: Have you been to Oakland before? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have so many great – so I'm one of those people who, when I travel, and I used to travel a lot for work, obviously, before this global pandemic – Um, Mm -hmm. But I judge a city like based on their spicy cocktail, like I'll go someplace and be like, what's your spicy cocktail that you have? And so Oakland, I have found and maybe I'm a little biased because I, you know, go out a lot more here is always really, really good at their spicy cocktails. Um, The worst spicy cocktail I've ever had was in Dallas, question mark somewhere in Texas. Um, oh. and I asked them to make me a spicy cocktail and they put sriracha in it and it was literally just tequila and sriracha. <laughs> so I was like, mm, no, I'm not going to, but now yeah. that I'm trying that, that I don't go out as much and there's not as many places like open for cocktails. My new thing is like to order chips and salsa or to like order their like Thai spicy on the menu and then judge base, like, okay, do they really know what spicy is? <laughs>
0: When, they, when I say Thai spicy, what do they hear?
1: <laughs> well, that was
0: something that happened
1: a bunch to us in Thailand was um, they would say, okay, you like spicy? And they say, yes. And then they say me, who th- this of course is yeah. a visual medium. I'm a little five foot two white girl. Right now I have bright orange Nickelodeon hair. And they kind of look at me and they size me up and they go, Thai spicy. And then I go, Thai spicy. And they can tell in my eyes that I'm like, destroy me. Um, and Thailand was like where the spice was at. Like if you've ever had cow soy before, cow soy was like my favorite. Everyone I talked to who goes to like Chiang Mai or like Bangkok is like, oh my God, cow soy, where do I get NSF? In in um, but that was like my fave, like spicy takeaway from Thailand.
0: Mm, that's something that I will. Uh, I've never, I've never been to Thailand and I really want to go. Um, for multiple reasons, mainly, I guess, for the spice, but, mm, yummy.
1: They also have a day there, which I was not there for, but I want to go, it's, like, water day, where basically, it's a, like, it's a holiday for everyone, and they just, like, spray water at each other all day, like, even if you're walking on the street, and you have your laptop, like, people will dump water on you, (laughs) So, maybe you need to have like your hot sauce day on the water bay because then you can just get
0: hydrated. Just stay, be staying hydrated. Oh my gosh. I'm curious, like, how we got on the topic of like you traveling for work. Um, what is it that you do exactly? Yeah. I, mean, I know <laughs> like, you write code and I like see you writing code, but then you like do a lot of other stuff. And I'm like, what is her job?
1: Yeah. So I have this really cool, unique role that I actually did not even know existed five years ago. Um, so I went to a boot camp. I went to Hackbright Academy, which is an all-female software engineering boot camp here in the in San Francisco in the city. And um, I went into it thinking like, OK, I'm going to do the usual path that most people do, which is a junior developer position. Um But I quickly kind of picked up on, like, kind of later on in the course, I felt a lot of imposter syndrome, first of all, because I should also Hmm. say my background is performing arts. I have a dad who's a director playwright, and my mom was a costume designer, so I, like, figuratively and literally grew up backstage in a trunk (laughs) like in the costume shop um or like in auditions so like my life very much was this creative arts background um my mom made a lot of like 80s print t-shirts and stuff and was like went to the actually went to the oakland school for arts and crafts um so when i went to hack i felt totally out of place i was like I had to Google what STEM was the first day of the class. I was like, I don't know what this is. Um, So it was a completely new world for me. Um, And when we had to present our final projects, which when you go to HackBrite, you make this sort of like capstone project thing. um, All of the girls in my cohort were like really kind of had stage fright about presenting their topics. And I was like, this is the best, easiest part (laughs) because I had been performing in musicals like professionally since I was, Basically a kid and you know had all this on stage experience and that was sort of the light bulb for me where I was like, huh, my boyfriend um, Ty, who's been an Android dev for a long time, traveled around a bunch and gave talks. So just on a whim, I happened to ask him. We were on our way to a wedding one day and I was like hey, that part of your job where you give talks, is that a job? And he was like, actually, yes. <laughs> so um, he introduced me to some folks who worked in like developer evangelism um, and de- also known as developer advocacy or developer relations, It has a couple different names. But basically how I like to explain it is it's sort of, it's a role that kind of acts as a liaison between marketing and engineering because engineers think they're really good at marketing. <laughs> And marketers think they know how to talk to engineers. So um, when I worked at startups, it was sort of like acting almost like a translator between those two and creating a lot of content. Um, typically, like developer advocates exist for developer tools and like developer platforms. So being able to like kind of explain and educate people on the different Products that the company has, um, but nowadays I work at Microsoft, where I work on the academic team. So a lot of my job these these days is student focused. So um, helping our uh, you know our students, our uh, Microsoft student ambassadors, which is sort of our ambassadorship program that we have here. Um, but also just for me, student really means everyone because like I very much am a lifelong learner. I obviously learned how to code like in my late. 20s, so um, like I think the term student has become so much more beyond like what we picture as like a university student. Like now you can be well into your career and learn how to code. So a lot of what I do now is make content that helps teach people how to use Azure um, and all of the fun little Microsoft like VS Code. Um, we have so many different products here, but. I just get to teach people really fun and creative ways to use our stuff. I do things a little bit differently. I I, I will say that my demos and my examples are a little bit more uh, quirky and weird than most, most folks. Um, but that's really been my whole shtick is like, if you can have fun while you learn, like, you know, Azure functions is is great. But what if you can make a fake boyfriend with your Azure functions? Or like, yeah, face recognition is cool. But like, what if you could make Mario Kart astrology with that? So I think it's been a really interesting blend of the creative side of my brain. And also, I like nowadays, everything's on uh, is remote and on video. And I have a whole background in like, on camera work and stuff. I went to a performing arts high school where I learned how to edit all my own videos. So it's all coming sort of full circle now. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, my job is sort of to, to, to help get other, um, other people excited about, you know, Azure and the cloud and to to teach people how to do that in a fun and interesting way. And students are such a fun and interesting audience to make content for because they're all about those memes, and <laughs> you know, I I very much feel like that Steve Buscemi gif, like "Hello, fellow kids." But I played a teenager and children a majority of my adult career as an actress, so I really just feel like I'm I'm truly leaning into to some of my skills. So I I did a lot of children's theater too, so um, mm-hmm. it's really cool to find myself now working on student um, content, because that's kind of, like, unbeknownst to me, been where my love and home for education has been.
0: You know, I think that the content that you make is, like, so important for, like, the quirkiness and your shtick, because I think that, like, one of the biggest barriers to entry into software is to, like, To know like what to build because for most people like it really clicks for them after they make something and it has to make sense in their head of like where that data is going to go how it's going to change and like what sort of effects or reactions are going to happen from that and you know for some people like for me I was just always like like I like taking stuff apart putting it back together and I also really liked executing on my own ideas. Cause as an ADHD person, I have very much a lot of them. And so like having, uh, learning how to program, um, was definitely a lot about like building things that I wanted, but a lot of people it's like, you know, they come to me and they're like, how do I know what to build? And so it's great to have someone like you who like provides this, like, other type of content that maybe like other people, or they definitely aren't finding on the internet that maybe like some other people who you wouldn't even like think might be into software. They're like, wow, that's really cool. Like, I'd like to make a, you know, a boyfriend who, you know, whatever, like like whatever it is that you've done, you know, and I think that that's really cool because It it takes me back to like, you know, 10 years ago when people are asking me, like, what can I make to learn how to build software? It's like now I have people like you who I can point them to and say, like, you know, maybe something like this would be a fun thing. And they're like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, I totally get this.
1: Oh, yay. Thank you. I mean, it's been it's interesting because I was always the weirdo at Hackbright in my class, like, it's like, oh, let's let's showcase how to make this, you know, with CSS, make this image big and small, and everyone would find, like, you know, a clip art thing. And I had, like, the sloth dressed as the Pope or something. Like, I just, I can't do anything without having some sort of, like, sense of humor to it. I think that's just my whole vibe. And my whole thing that I do now um I've got this show that I they do called show and tell where I bring people on and they you know bring something that's kind of fun or interesting to them but usually they're based in tech and the whole point of that show is really to just showcase the really cool Awesome, interesting stuff that people are making and doing. Like, I don't know if you follow Analytical on Twitter, the drag queen, um, but she's mm-hmm. a drag queen that works at Google and she's done all this amazing, like, makeup palette stuff where she's done, like, the chrome logo with her eyeshadow. And I just get so excited when I see people, especially, you know, folks like April Vogan Code, who's a, my BFF, like, just learning this and coming from a perspective of, like, she has a fashion background, um, or people who just come into this industry with a completely different set of skills and, like, totally apply that to what they do. It makes me, I think there's always been a lot of, um, kind of us versus them with arts and technology, because it's very rare, but the two overlap with the exception of like, you know, some shows have projects and projections in them and stuff, but tech is very, very different. Um, and I think especially living in San Francisco and making that career transition from the arts to tech was like kind of a difficult one because a lot of my artist friends are like, oh no, you're going to the dark side. But what I really wanna do and encourage is like, blending the two together. Like I think that the arts can benefit so much from tech and tech can benefit so much from the arts. Um, and I'll have these really rare interesting moments where someone will come up to me after a talk or you know reach out to me in my DMs and say like, "Hey, I used to perform in musical theater" or someone actually came up to me after a talk and said, "Hey, I have a Tony award." And I was like, "Excuse me? <laughs> like tell me more about this." So, there's oh, like about your Tony <laughs> award. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like absolutely incredible to just see there it's a small but mighty group of people who come to this industry from the arch there was actually it unfortunately it got canceled um because mm-hmm. of corona but there was going to be two different musical themed conferences this year that were tech musical oh, conferences
0: oh my gosh you know music is like hot sauce and music or like it will tech, i guess
1: yeah, I want to do like a parody, like a whole parody channel of tech shows, because I think the the best, worst part about me joining tech is all the puns and terrible songs. Like, uh, like anytime I make a gist, I'm like, this gist, this gist. <laughs> I annoy everyone around me. And they're like, why are you singing Shania Twain? And I'm like, why am I not? <laughs> It's
0: actually so funny that we've never like spoken verbally before because like I do the same thing and like <laughs> I mean in like all facets of my life and people are like why is everything you breaking out into song it's like I don't know maybe I was born to like be in a musical you don't know I actually have a theater background too which we've never talked about but not nearly as extensively as yours obviously as you know my life took an interesting path but um, I got into theater uh, when I was in middle school and um, specifically my ninth grade drama teacher she just was like you are incredible I went to this uh, I went to a different school every year from fourth grade to tenth grade but in fifth grade the elementary school I went to uh, my teacher for some reason was like super obsessed with Shakespeare and so I was in like the Winter's Tale, A Midsummer yes. Night's Dream, Romeo and Juliet. And of course, I was always like a leading role. So I was just like, I'm going to be a starlet. I'm going to be famous. My life went on a different path. But I do like super appreciate those opportunities where like I kind of like get to be that like stage presence person, you know. I
1: keep trying to sneak in some of the vernacular into some of my coworkers at Microsoft. Like there's all these obnoxious kind of joking, sometimes joking, sometimes not. Like theater girl hashtags that exist in the theater world, like hashtag dancer first, which was always funny to me because I'm the worst dancer. I was like dancer third, Um, but instead of I've been trying to get my PMs to say uh, they're like, oh, I have so many meetings today, and I keep going booked and blessed (laughs) because that was something (laughs) we always say (laughs) whenever we had like, oh yeah, I've got like three shows back to back, booked and blessed.
0: It's so like that's I'm so just funny. sneaking
1: it in like, any it's way I can the of
0: like because like in tech you're like oh god I have meetings <laughs> okay I theater you're like oh my god I have stuff to do all day this is incredible
1: <laughs> exactly oh and it's like we very sure. like people are always like why are you always saying yes to all this stuff you must be so busy and I'm like literally you're taught in theater to go yes and and that is what that's like. I, how I experienced burnout was essentially just being like, oh yeah, I'll do this and I'll commit to these five other things because exposure is everything. And it's like, wait, I'm getting paid for this. Okay. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. <laughs> this isn't how this works in software. Let's have our yeah. fifth one. We, we were, have gone like 10 minutes and I didn't want to oh, interrupt yeah. you. It'd be like, hey, that's hot sauce. But this one is really extremely hot. So um, if you be generous with yourself, know that I have warned you that it is very, 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 very hot. All right. Ooh, this is a
1: little spicy.
0: Alright, so this is Big Red's Three King sauce. This is the hottest hot sauce that they have. It's got ghost, scorpion, and Carolina Reaper peppers in it. Ooh. It also has cayenne peppers in it, and it is a tomato-based sauce. And has carrots, and it has Chipotle peppers in it, and it has brown sugar, and has garlic powder and has lemon juice. All of the vinegars, including apple cider vinegar, hibiscus flowers, coffee, chia seed powder, liquid smoke, cumin. It's everything. And it's got black pepper in it, too. And paprika. It's literally got everything in it. And it is so... Oh, the back of my mouth is burning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tasting that
1: chipotle. I'm tasting that... Ooh. Mm. Tomato, for sure.
0: So he puts a... He has a peanut, Big Red's has a, like a flavored peanuts that he has, and it has the sauce on it, and it is even hotter than the hot sauce.
1: Ooh, I would eat that.
0: <laughs> you should definitely buy them. They're really good. <coughs> I put too much on. I'm eating this on <laughs> by the way. I did not mention that at the beginning. It's like, oh my God,
1: definitely staying on my tongue. And it's like, this is a spicy, spicy boy. Okay. Ooh. Well- this is similar to what was on that ice cream like imagine this like multiplied a little bit
0: (laughs) that actually seems like it would be good because it's not oh my god (laughs) it's not like too savory yeah like on put it on something sweet like a
1: vanilla or like a. because that's what sounds interesting about the peanuts is i'm like oh like the peanut butter flavor would kind of like help dull the like very, very
0: (laughs) Uh hot. Oh, my nose is watering.
1: We actually had a, um, we had a party at our old place in San Francisco. Our friends were visiting from Japan and I did a Mamma Mia 2 screening at our home, but I made all of the food Mamma Mia themed. I actually think if you go to my Instagram story, it's one of my highlights and I made all the food themed. So I think I had like margarita. Here we go again. I had like, um, Waterloo sparkling water. I had like all these different like pun themed, um, things, but one of them was, oh my God, it was like the winner takes it non. No, it was a much better pun than that. I promise. But we had some sort of like spicy, um, Indian food, but it wasn't spicy to me. Like I ordered like mild and spicy for myself and our friends were like, oh, this is too hot. And like fanning their tongues. And I was just there like drinking it (laughs) so to actually have a spicy hot sauce i'm like yes the (laughs) spice
0: it's got the three hottest peppers in it so it's gotta be and i i think like the delivery of it on like such like a because it's a you can't obviously we're on podcast um it's a very thick hot sauce so like it really likes staying powder it's not just gonna like be watery and like you know gone it's like it's gonna sit on your tongue it's gonna like sit it's gonna coat your mouth is what it's gonna do.
1: Also a weird picky eater thing about hot sauce that I should mention is up until relatively recently like in the last four years and this is such a like kid thing to do right like when I would have chips and salsa I would never like get the chunks like (laughs) on my like I would dip it in and like get the chip wet and then eat it like I never like got any of those like onion or tomato chunks or anything on my chips so within the last four to five years like actually having all of the hot sauce as a thing for me (laughs) like you know like the paste picante like the ones that you get like from uh the same day I just couldn't understand I was like why is all why are all these tomatoes in here like I don't understand
0: (laughs) yeah this is a thick one I don't know what's happening do you hear that
1: what was it like a boom yeah it wasn't me i don't know
0: i don't know it's missouri who knows
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a mystery
0: it really is is it fireworks is it a gun is it somebody doing something more nefarious i don't know Today
1: I heard birds and it was such an alarming sound for me to hear live birds that I was like, are those real birds? And I had to ask my boyfriend if he was listening to bird sounds. (laughs) Nature is healing. Nature is healing.
0: There's birds. I mean, in
1: Oakland news, um, there is a aggressive turkey at Lake Merritt in the Rose Garden, so much so that there have been articles about this. This turkey has been like coming after people and attacking them. And now they're talking about like what do we do with this turkey? He's not letting people into the rose garden. They had to shut down the rose garden. And my boyfriend thinks it's so funny because like I'm I have this like really weird habit that from childhood where I will just make turkey meat like ground turkey it's like my like as a kid my mom would make this for me for breakfast she'd make me like ground turkey and give me some like tiger sauce or Worcestershire to dip it in and it's sort uh-huh. of like comfort food that I eat so now that uh-huh. this turkey is being really aggressive my boyfriend's like you gotta get your hands on this turkey, <laughs> <A tiger> turkey. <laughs> so maybe since he's like aggressive maybe he'll be a little bit more spicy I don't know <laughs>
0: You can tell how spicy the meat is by how aggressive the animal is. Yeah,
1: that's like when you get like the flavored taco meat, like that's what it is. It's like aggressive flavor. <laughs> But I thought, I was like, people are overreacting to this. Like, there's no way that this turkey is being that aggressive. And then my friend Amy saw my Instagram story where I, like, posted a picture of the article. Actually, it was a citizen alert. And then there was also, like, an SF Chronicle article about it. And my friend Amy said, go look at my boyfriend's Instagram story. We saw this turkey, and it was incredibly aggressive. And sure (laughs) enough, like, I saw the footage. It's a real thing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh my god that is that is so funny
1: but you can just picture like a little like Chloe between the ages of like four to seven like eating turkey meat at like seven in the morning getting ready to go to school dipping it under Worcestershire watching Arthur like it was just like a habit that I have and now like anytime where I'm like "Hmm, I'm at the grocery store what should I get I'm like turkey meat tiger sauce
0: (laughs) The tiger sauce wow that is that's really incredible I'm trying to think so, if there's
1: any musicals where like hot sauce is involved or just like I don't think there are like I was trying to think about that before we got on the call I was like I don't know any hot sauce songs
0: what about something to do with fire that counts hmm
1: Mm-hmm-hmm. no <laughs>
0: Like trying to, I'm like maybe
1: like some weird Cirque du Soleil show, but like I cannot think of one. I'm sure they jump through fire and Pippin or something, but we need to make a hot sauce musical.
0: All right, that's added to the list. Firefest musical. We'll make the Firefest musical. Oh, (laughs) it'll be really sad. Nobody come. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What a disaster. Narrated by Ja Rule. And, <laughs> and <by> ja Rule. <laughs> in the lobby, we will sell hot sauce. <laughs> uh,
0: it'll be real hot sauce though. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man. All right. Let's uh, rate these hot sauces. So we're going to start with number one and you're going to rate them on, not necessarily on the spiciness, but how much you like them. Mm. Cutino sauce company, habanero sauce, how many embers out of
1: 5 Mmm. I'm gonna give this one. Mitch, and I'm gonna have a little another taste of it. Hmm. I'm gonna give this one. It's got a nice kick. I could see myself putting this on what would you put it on? Like a brat or something? I guess it's kind of yeah. like I could also see myself putting it on like pulled brisket or something. Mm-hmm. I, or I think this is a is four for too? me. I like four the, of the mustardy of it is selling
0: me. All right. Shaquanda's Ooh Mommy hot sauce. Ooh, mm-hmm. I like I
1: this. That. Was this the berry one? Yes. yes. Okay. This one, I'm going to give it because I'm trying to picture it. Like, I can taste steak in my mouth when I eat this. Which is mm. always a good sign. Like, this feels like a good steak sauce. I'm going to give this one a four also.
0: Awesome. Number three, Pirate's Lantern Original.
1: Ooh, this one is so interesting with that rum. Let's see. I'm, like, getting a little bit on my finger here so I can, like, do a second taste. This one... This one's a three for me. I think just because it's a little – this is more of a a sauce that I would put on, like, a sausage or something, and I don't Mm -hmm. eat as many
0: sausages. But I still like it a lot. Fair, fair. Uh, Number four, the Spice of Life, holy smoked pepper sauce.
1: Okay. This one reminds me a lot of Tabasco. Oh, no. But, like, in a kind of a Chipotle way. Mm. But this one's going to be a three. This is a three for me.
0: A three. All right. And how about Big Red's Three Kings sauce? This one is spicy AF. Um, It's got a good consistency to it.
1: I could see myself using this but sparingly. Like, I feel like I'd have to be careful with like doing, overdoing it with this one. Mm-hmm.
0: It's I mean, like, because like, it like has the consistency of ketchup that you have to remind yourself it is not ketchup.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say this is like, this is a, a solid like 4.5 for me. Only, it's only not a five because I would be afraid
0: of murdering my mouth. <laughs> And you're definitely going to murder other people's mouths. Like.
1: (laughs) Wait, What did I
0: rate number two? Number two was umami. You rated it a four.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh. I had more of number five and I'm like, that is spicy. Um, Yeah. I'm going to give this one a 4.5 because it is so rare that I have a hot sauce and I'm like, oh, wow, this is spicy. (laughs) And this one is super spicy. It is, like, making my eyes water a little bit, which is a good thing.
0: Definitely a good thing when when we hit those. Because I've definitely had ones where it was, like, super, super hot sauce, and then I try it, and I'm like, uh... (laughs) (laughs)
1: I've like never I've always walked by them but I've never been into like have you ever been to like pier 39 or like a touristy place where they'll have a store that's just like all hot sauce next to a store that's like all socks or something. Yes, like, I've
0: never been to that one, but, like, yes, I've been in one.
1: Because I feel like I would get too overwhelmed. Like, my like, I used to work at Sephora, fun fact, in college, and I worked yeah. in the fragrance section. And, like, you could never, like, smell, like, five scents back to back because they would just, like, all start kind of smelling the same. Um, But I feel like if I was in a hot sauce store and I had this number five one, I would be like, oh, yeah, this is spicy.
0: <laughs> For sure. Well, awesome. Uh, As a reminder, all of these hot sauces are are black owned, um, so it's a really awesome thing to support them. And you can find the links to all of these sauces and their ingredients on stoked.fm. Thank you so much, Chloe, for uh, chatting with me today by the fire. And um, I guess I will catch you in Oakland when we go have some um, hot mac and cheese with uh, flaming Hot Cheetos.
1: Yeah, I'll start working on that sister um, mustard podcast. I'll get on that right away.
0: (laughs) And where can people find you?
1: Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter. My name, Chloe Condon, and I'm making a lot of really fun videos right now that'll be going up on YouTube. So definitely check out my YouTube. I'm Chloe Condon on there. And if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm gitforked, G-I-T forked, which is a really funny good place pun if you're not technical and a really funny um, GitHub pun or git pun if you are technical. Um, If you find Chloe Condon on Instagram. It is not me. It is a very sexy Instagram model and I am waiting for her to get married so I can steal her handle. Um, but yeah, probably I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram and my YouTube will be blowing up a lot soon. So you can subscribe on there for some really quirky, weird, fun, technical content.
0: And, uh, don't forget to hit the notification bell. So you get notified when Chloe has a new video.
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. And I have, I just came out with a video. Last week of um, uh, my friend uh, Brendan North, who I used to do musicals with, made an Animal Crossing game show set, like a fully functioning, like Price is oh Right God. game show set, oh and That's then. Amazing. This week, so actually by the time this drops, so go check out my video with Adrian from Courier where we made an Azure Functions turnip timer so you can make sure that you're alerted when your turnips are ready to be purchased on your Animal Crossing island. I promise I don't work for Nintendo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my dad worked for Nintendo when I was a kid. Oh, cool. Anyway, thank you so much. Uh, check out Chloe and um, we will catch you on the next episode of Stoked. Bye. Bye.